Welcome to the Innovation Engine Podcast. I'm Will Sherlin, and on this week's episode, we'll be looking at the Internet of Things and the wave of innovation that it will unleash. We'll look at how the Internet of Things will eventually mean that the Internet fades into the background of our everyday lives, how mobile and the Internet of Things will feed off of one another symbiotically, and which companies are doing the most innovative things today in the IoT space. Here with us today to discuss those topics and more is Alex Besson. Alex is the founder and CEO of the Besson Group, a Virginia-based consulting organization with expertise in the mobile data industry. Alex has over two decades of experience in the mobile industry, managing a network of independent consultants and channel partners. He also provides advisory and training services to corporate executives in the mobile data industry. He's a frequent speaker at industry conferences and has spoken at events like the Sprint Mobility in Action Summit 2014, MVNO World Congress 2013, and the CCA Global Expo in 2013. He's also been quoted in leading publications like USA Today, The New York Times, Business Week, Computer World, The Chicago Tribune, and Information Week. And he's here with us in studio today. Welcome to the podcast and to the studio, Alex. Thank you for having me, Will. Absolutely. Our pleasure. So let's kick things off today giving listeners a little bit of background on the Internet of Things. How profound of an impact do you think we'll end up having on our everyday lives? Yeah, let me give you a, a quick, uh, a short definition of uh, Internet of Things. Sure. Because uh, many people uh, have a different uh, understanding in the industry. So for us, uh, Internet of Things, it means it connects people, devices, networks, and everyday objects while communicating and interpreting data that can be acted upon in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. According to Ericsson, the Internet of Things has the potential to connect as many as 50 billion things to the Internet by 2020, ranging from smartwatches to smart cars. Okay. IDC estimates that as of end of 2014, there were 9.1 billion Internet of Things units installed. They expect the base will go to 17.5 compounded annual growth rate mm-hmm. to the forecast to 28.1 billion in 2020. According to Cisco, the Internet of Things is a $19 trillion global opportunity over the next decade. Private sector firms can create as much as 14.4 trillion of value, cities and governments, and to other public sector organizations that can create additional $4.6 trillion. Internet of Things deployments can be geared towards enterprise or consumer. Mm-hmm. Enterprise application could include smart meters, point-of-sale terminals, asset tracking devices, and remote monitoring systems, to name few. Consumer applications could include e-readers, tablets, netbooks, game consoles, navigation devices. Cisco identifies three types of connection that will deliver the highest value at stake. Those include machine-to-machine, machine-to-people, and people-to-people. Okay, got it. And and to give listeners some idea of how many connected devices are out there now and what types of connected devices there are, you said 50 million by the end of 2020, I believe. Yes. 
And and did I hear you right? Is it is it nine point one billion are active now? Yes, installed today. Yeah. Okay. And and what would what would examples of those types of connected devices be? Uh, some of the uh, examples you can look at the like a Nike. Uh, they right. have a, a boy state, uh, you know, uh, gammon mm-hmm. uh, navigation device. Sure. Uh, ADT, the home uh, security system companies. Right. So uh, Nest, would that be? Nest, a- exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thermostat. Yep. Okay. Great. So, so Google CEO Eric Schmidt raised some eyebrows recently when he said that in the future the internet would go away. So he didn't mean that it would cease to exist, but that it would become so interwoven into the world around us that we'll have a different perception of it. It may not be something that will go on to, it will just be something that that is. So did you read about this, I guess, and do you share his view of this kind of quote-unquote future of the internet? Yes, uh, I did, and I agree with Eric's point of view. Uh, I think everything can be connected, will be connected in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the Internet of Things market, there will be many different devices. Uh, some will send and receive small amounts of data infrequently, and others will send and receive small f- data often, versus others will send and receive large amounts of data often and rarely. So it depends on type of application that you are going to introduce in the marketplace. Okay, sure. So let me ask, your, your background is in mobile. It's a field you've been in for two decades, and I'm sure the changes in the space you've seen have been amazing to see. How closely are mobile and the Internet of Things intertwined? Yes, the, yeah, I've been lucky to be in this uh, innovative space for two decades, and uh, I enjoy every day. Uh, when I wake up, uh, there's always something new to look forward Sure. So connectivity is coming to everything imaginable. For organizations, this is likely to bring disruption and opportunity. Majority of devices will be connected to a licensed or unlicensed spectrum. In the mobile industry terms, we will refer these organizations as mobile virtual network operators, NVNOs. Mm-hmm. We define an NVNO as an organization that offers mobile and mobile data service with or without spectrum. And that spectrum can be licensed or unlicensed. Uh, so these NVNOs will be managed by NVNE uh, enabler or NVNA uh, aggregator or mobile network operator itself. These organizations will have an agreement with the mobile network operators directly and offer various services, including integration, customer care, and billing. Let me give you a, a recent example of uh, GM sure. with the relationship with AT&T. So, as of January 1st, 2015, all GM cars will be installed and with a LTE-based uh, chip. Mm-hmm. You know? So in our, in our definition, GM is a mobile version network operator, NVNO, over AT&T's network. Mm-hmm. So, and you will see more examples like that in the connected cars and also in the connected uh, airlines as well. Okay, got it. So, so we had a guest on recently to talk about the future of connected cars, and he talked a little bit, little bit about uh, big things that would be unveiled at CES. Did anything big happen in the IoT space at CES this year that you're aware of? Yes, I mean there were lots of interesting uh, products, uh, innovative products that will be you know, coming to market in the next, uh, I say, eighteen to twenty-four months. Okay. Uh, but uh, most of it was the interesting application work from the connected cars uh, ecosystem. Sure. In infotainment. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so. Yeah. 
Okay, so so let me ask, let me go back to mobile a little bit because you've you've had kind of a bird's eye view in the space for the better part of two decades. And I think that somewhere along the line, when when most people heard the word mobile, we started to think about smartphones and eventually about tablets as well. Do you think we're getting to a point where that mental association is getting to be outdated? And if so, what do you think people should think when they hear the word mobile? Yes, the term mobile has a new meaning today. Uh, We refer it as a mobility. Mobile is the nuts and bolts and and infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Mobile gives us the opportunity to capture enormous amounts of individual profile usage data. Capturing and understanding individual profile usage data allows us to build relevant and ongoing personalized communication directly with consumers. Versus mobility is the context which determines if all works together. Mm-hmm. Mobility must bring consumers value today. Sure. Yeah. And, and what are some of the ways that you see the IoT kind of opening up that value stream or, or, or what applications maybe of the technology do you think there's a real kind of pin-up demand for it? Yes, it's going to make everybody's life much more efficient. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so which companies do you think will be the major players in the IoT space, and who do you think is doing some of the most innovative things out there at this point? Yeah, let me give you a few interesting examples. Uh, Nike Full Band, mm-hmm. you know, I just mentioned earlier, is a bracelet that tracks steps taken and color is burned in a day and awards its users Nike Full as a way to measure the activity. It comes with an app and syncs via Bluetooth so that you can visualize your daily movements on your iPhone or Android device. Mm-hmm. Honeywell has a consumer-grade connected thermostat. Garmin manufactures a line of dog collars that allow dog owners to track and train their dogs for either sporting or casual purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Nest Labs has a thermostat and a smoke detector that can be remotely manageable and monitorable to being wirelessly connected to the internet. Today, 50% of TVs you can find in retailers have internet connection, typically Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. you know, big from big brands from Samsung to LG to Sony. You know? Sony, in addition to the TVs, they are creating cameras with wireless connectivity to instantly share photos on social networks and to control the camera to a smartphone app. Nespresso, the coffee maker, uh, yes. ships the coffee maker that comes with a wireless connectivity to allow the company to know how many Nespresso branded coffee pots are being consumed. Wow, that's amazing. I, I, I do not want them to know about the level of consumption <laughs> taking place at my house because yeah. it's unhealthy, and, and they already get a pretty good bound, amount of uh, money out of me every month. <laughs> uh, LG, you know, they have introduced an app concept called Home Chat that allows consumers to control appliances remotely using speech recognition. LG appliances with the capability can text a user when a load of laundry is done. Ovens can suggest and read loud recipes for users, and then users can control them from a home chat app. And uh, Qualcomm, uh, they're also a very big player in the IoT space. Mm-hmm. They, has, they have been positioning IoT as the growth driver for the company for a long time. They started with Omnitracks, a platform for track field fleet management that, that branched out into a number of IoT initiatives. Mm-hmm. And Cisco is also a key vendor in the IoT market, and they viewed also as a top leader. Uh, it has a broad number of products and offers an extensive portfolio of services for organizations. Sure. 
Okay, great. Uh, so, so you mentioned IDC earlier in uh, in quoting some of the stats uh, in, in your first answer, and they recently released the findings of a study where they said that 2015 would be a year of accelerated innovation and growth in what it calls, quote unquote, the third platform, the IoT being the third platform, at least if I remember correctly. So what are some of the other technologies you think that hold the potential of, of driving the growth of the IoT forward? Yeah, we believe that LTE and LTE Advance will drive the, the growth of IoT forward. Uh, what you get with LTE today, you get about uh, 150 megabytes for downlink, Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get about 75 megabytes of uplink. With LTE Advance, uh, that will be you know, in, the, in, the, in the market about uh, 18 months, maybe less than that, hopefully, one gigabytes of uh, downlink and uh, 500 megabytes of uplink of data. So I think uh, those will be a crucial uh, factors to influence the IoT. And some of the dimensions that you have to consider is the LTE Advance that brings to the market is the leveraging wider bandwidth up to 100 megahertz of a providing higher data rates, uh, leveraging more radio links, more antennas that equals to the providing a higher spectral efficiency. And also because of the heterogeneous network topology, HashNet we referred in the mobile, uh, provides a higher spectral efficiency per coverage area. Today, almost 90% of the IoT applications are currently being considered they use short-range wireless technologies such as Bluetooth, Zigbee, and wireless LAN. Okay, and the the providers that are working on putting out or that are working on building that LTE network, I assume they would be like the Verizons, the Sprints, the yes. AT and T's yes. of the world. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. And I feel like I read somewhere recently that Google is is looking to to get into the voice game. Perhaps do they have any any big role in the IoT? Uh, uh, yes, uh, Google uh, has a couple of I mean, many initiatives. I say in the in the mobile market, but uh, recently, you know, we we, we based on the recent uh, media articles, uh, we believe that they are looking to launch their own uh, mobile uh, service. Okay. To Sprint and uh, T-Mobile. Okay. So, uh, but uh, yeah, there will be you know, uh, maybe based on a uh, Wi-Fi business model as well as mobile advertising business model. Okay, mm. got it. So um, we, we talked a little bit about self-driving cars earlier. So I, I assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is the IoT kind of that, that whole concept something that will really enable the future development and deployment of self-driving cars? Well, I mean, what we see is that over f- five to 10 year period, LT being able driverless car concepts either mm-hmm. fully or partially. Okay. You know, uh, I just read this morning that uh, Google, uh, they are trying to, you know, an, uh, launch a driverless uh, taxi uh, sharing uh, company. You okay. Know, compared to Uber. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but based on the infonetics, you know, for fully automated driving scenarios, it requires around 50 gigabyte of data AVR. Therefore, there won't be a mass market application in the near term. Okay. So we believe that the development of applications for connected cars will be the most exciting for drivers and passengers, specifically in the entertainment systems, streaming internet radio apps, navigation, turn-by-turn directions with the real-time traffic information and points of interest. Yeah. Okay, got it. And um, 
All right, let, let's talk about real-world applications of the Internet of Things, and, and let me just bounce something off you and, and see if I'm, I'm heading on the right track uh, of how this type of technology may be kind of you know interwoven into our everyday lives. So let's say, for example, that I go to the grocery store and I'm shopping for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was not too long ago, and I have a list of 15 things that my uh, wife or girlfriend wants me to pick up. I don't go to the store a lot, and I'm not super familiar with every with with you know the layout of it. So, is it possible to imagine that in five, ten years, you can go in with a checklist, and you'll just be directed to every shelf rather than having to walk up and down the aisles, you know, looking like you're lost and it's the first time you've ever walked into a grocery store? <laughs> yes. Uh, let me give you a little bit more uh, how the IoT is going to impact in the retail environment. Sure. Uh, you can have three different types of engagement. Uh, first. Machine to machine, uh, improve payment flexibility and security with mobile electronic payments. Mm-hmm. Automatically have product orders placed when inventory falls below a certain level. Optimize energy usage within retail stores using environmental sensors, for example, lightning, temperature, and smart energy technologies. Second, you can have it machine to people. You mm-hmm. know, uh, in in your uh, case using mobile and video analytics to track customer behavior in store to optimize customer service and merchandising strategies, customize offerings, marketing and advertising messages by taking into account customer history, mm-hmm. preferences, location, budget, and use technologies such as in-aisle interactive displays and digital signage to help shoppers explore products and drive up sale or cross-sell opportunities. Third, you can have it people-to-people using video collaboration to provide on-demand advice and to scale expert sales staff across multiple stores, enable store managers, district managers, and executives at corporate headquarters to increase efficiency of store planning Mm -hmm. and operations using collaboration technologies in addition to providing training, product information, interactive content to sales, and associates via their own mobile devices. Okay, got it. So, so help help us. So, paint a picture for us of the world that you see the IoT enabling. You mentioned Nespresso a few minutes ago. They're a key part of my morning routine. But but fill in the blank for me here. In ten years, I will wake up and open my eyes, and blank will happen that isn't happening now as a result of the IoT. Yeah, I have a good example that I want to share uh, from Texas Instruments. So uh, the hotel I had a reservation knows what I'm coming and approximate time of arrival because I'm, I have allowed Apple and Google to track my location. It also knows that I am hot and sweaty for my trip because of the temperature and moisture sensors that, I have, that are part of my smartwatch. The hotel room I will stay is currently dormant, no lights, drapes closed, the temperature is at optimized dormant levels. Upon my arrival, the valet knows it's me. He opens my door and the car adjusts the seat because it detects the wallet. My preference is to carry my own bag so I'm not targeted by the bell captain. Once in the pro- proximity of the hotel lobby, a secure key app is available on my smartphone. By the time I reach the elevator, the room temperature has adjusted with my smartwatch sensors. The light level, music and private settings are to my requirements. Because I'm hot and sweaty, the room also prepares hot water for a shower. I will probably take after entering into the room. 
As I approach, the secure key up and locks the room door. Once settled for the night, the room detects the lights are turned out. It changes the temperature setting to my sleep preferences. In this scenario, every room in this particular hotel chain has multiple senses. Every rental car has multiple sensors and actuators. I'm wearing multiple sensors, like a watch vibration for alerts. I'm not interacting with my smartphone touchscreen constantly to direct disconnected things to take actions, even though it is one getaway for my activity. There will be millions of people doing this every day. We will be living in the intelligent data world. The vision of the IoT will not happen right away. The scale required will only be achieved by creating a lowest common denominator, simple messaging scheme that everyone on the planet will agree to it. It will have to be digitally organic, imitating nature. At present, technology products and data structures are limited by their design and complexity, as well as security, extensibility, and much more. Our connected devices will have to become easier to use even though the complexity of devices will increase. The line between analog and digital will blur. Every person on the planet will be able to alter his or her own life environment even though they know basically nothing about underlying technology. Okay, so. that's that's a nice picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so give me a ballpark. How, how long until you think that reality uh, is upon us? I will say between three to five years. Three to five years? Yes. No. Definitely by 2020, yes. Okay. Yes. All right, I look forward to yeah. it. <laughs> I guess we'll have a new set of challenges then when like, you know, not everything in the world actually goes the way you expect it to. Do you, do you worry that, that it will create a generation of, like, grown children? Oh, I think there will, the, will be the smart uh, users of this technology, the lucky users as well. Yeah. Uh, just to uh, share with you that the Apple smartwatch, I heard uh, yesterday that it's coming out in the market in April of this year. Okay. So everybody's uh, going to be waiting for that. W- will you be buying one? Of course, yes. Okay. <laughs> and and let's talk about other devices that you may have in your life or have experience with. Do you have a Nike fuel band or a fitness tracker? No, I don't. Okay. No. Uh, looking, yeah. what, what kind of, do you have a Nest? Yes, I do have a Nest. Yeah. yeah? Yes. That's a, I think that's a, that's a very innovative product to use today for in the smart home environment. Right? Sure. Yeah. And what, uh, other than... Um, you know, well, what I'll just ask, what advantages does the Nest provide you over a typical thermostat? Energy savings? Energy savings. Uh, it, it knows, uh, you know, that's, the, that's basically the main uh, main advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it knows when you're home, when you're not home, and you can control it to your app, to mm-hmm. your smartphone. Yep. You know, uh, you can, you know, so... So for folks out there that may be uh, that may be looking to broaden their education on on what the Internet of Things will enable, do you have any any required reading, or are there any thought leaders out there that that you think have very interesting things to say about what kind of future this will enable for us? Uh, yeah, again, Cisco has a great amount of information on the internet mm-hmm. uh, on the IoT. Mm-hmm. I will highly recommend the you know the listeners uh, to download their materials and take a look at it. Uh, and there are a couple of conferences and IoT, and it's taking place in the in this year. Mm-hmm. So you know, it will be it's part of the whole mobile uh, ecosystem today. So there will be you know sessions dedicated to the IoT, yeah, big conferences. Okay, nice. And I feel like I've seen a company called Tile in the news a, a little bit recently, where I want to say they have a 
kind of a location tracker that you can just slap onto something. It's low cost. And then, you know, you always, you always know where it is. Do you, do you see in the future that every consumer good will have internet connectivity just kind of baked into it? Even the milk, milk carton in your fridge? Yes. Yes. I think the sensors are going to be the, in the heart of AV IoT, the, the whole devices. You know? Yeah. So most of the things we will have today will have the sensors built in. So they will, they will, they will be keeping track of uh, the levels of the, you know, the in the milk, uh, or the the usage in the thermostat. You know, everything will be sensing to each other. Okay, nice. So Alex, we're getting a little low on time here. Any final parting words of wisdom for listeners out there that may be thinking about the IoT and the kinds of innovation it will enable in the future? Yeah, the future uh, is very exciting for IoT. Uh, the cost of deploying is coming down. And uh, everyone is more focused on the providing end-to-end global connectivity required. And companies are starting to see the benefits of implementation with lots of positive case studies. Uh, based on ma- machine research, the key trend is over the next few years is the migration away from vertically integrated application towards IoT-style horizontalization. It will be a gradual shift, but the benefits are substantial. The standardized platform for IoT application development will ultimately result in lower prices, simpler implementation, and faster time to market. In summary, we expect the following challenges. Competing priorities in developing regions, global scalability, privacy and security concerns, lack of standards, nascent ecosystem for application development. According to Libelium, uh, some applications that I can share with you, you know, from parking, you know, uh, convey parking space availability in an efficient manner, uh, building safety, monitoring the condition of buildings by sensing vibrations and material change. Uh, street lights, light sensors can adapt to the weather conditions to give best results. Uh, forest fire, you know, inform fi- firefighters about fires, sense dry areas and inform forest departments to take proactive measures. Uh, earthquake, develop early earthquake detection models. Uh, water supply, checking quality of water which is being supplied in the city. Electricity, monitor consumption of energy. Uh, access control, detect anodized access in the control areas. Tracking in a retail environment. Uh, you know, NFC payments enabled by the use of smart sensors. Today, some of the smartphones that already have the NFC payment built in already. Uh, intelligent shopping applications, developing of a uh, intelligent applications to get priced deals and bundling. Uh, greenhouse, monitor greenhouse effect, realize optimum green effect of the crops. Uh, home and on the energy and the water side, effective use of energy, lightning and water by continuous monitoring. That's where the nest comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so some of the health applications are monitoring the vital stuff such as blood pressure, heart beat rate, temperature. You know, you name it. You know, there will be many, many different type of applications. Yeah. All right. So the world is changing. Yes. Yes. In a much more efficient manner. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Alex, thanks so much for coming in today. Great to uh, to hear your perspective on the IoT and some of the uh, innovative applications of technology it will enable. You're welcome. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. If you'd like to learn more about Alex Besson. You can visit his company's website at www.thebessengroup.com. That's B-E-S-E-N. 
Thanks very much to Alex Besson for joining us this week. And thank you for joining us this week. Don't forget to tune into next week's episode when we're excited to welcome back to the podcast, Rowan Gibson, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and world-renowned innovation expert who will be talking with us about his new book, The Four Lenses. We'll talk with him about what the four lenses are and how they can be used to drive corporate innovation, how the four lenses can be employed to emulate the mind of the innovator, and what we can all learn about innovation from some of the greatest minds of the Renaissance. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week. The Innovation Engine Podcast is recorded, produced, edited, and published each week by Three Pillar Global, a product lifecycle management and software development company based in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information on the company or our services, please visit our website at www.threepillarglobal.com.